Welcome, I'm Larry Olson, and what's on your mind? Once set, it delivers your life. To change the outcomes we want, we must change the plays we're running. Join us at Mindset Playbook with real people, real talk, for real insight. Mindset Playbook is excited to announce your opportunity to become a part of the success of Mindset Playbook podcast, as well as making the listening experience even better. Please go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and at the top of the page it says, Find a Creator, and type in Mindset Playbook Podcast. Choose how you'd like to begin, and you'll instantly become a part of the family. Larry looks forward to your participation in making all of our lives even better. I want to welcome all of you to Mindset Playbook, where the keys to health and prosperity are your mindset. And the plays we use are the plays that we need to come up with to overcome our challenges and accomplish our visions, which is what's fascinating about us and where our true story lies. And speaking of getting what we want, how many of you have wanted to be in great shape with zest and optimal energy, but found yourself struggling with finding the right foods or diet that worked for you? Well, my guest today, Tony Castillo, is an an elite nutritional expert specializing in sports nutrition and aiding athletes, business leaders, and anyone seeking to boost their performance through nutrition. Tony's background in dietetics led him to work with major league baseball teams such as the Toronto Blue Jays and the University of Florida. Tony's journey started in middle school as an overweight student and continued into high school until he jumped onto a diet, resulting in unsustainable unsustainable weight loss. I know everybody would have thought he'd found the cure right then. But uh, today, Tony's on a mission, and that is to teach others about the significance of healthy lifestyle modifications that can not only optimize performance in every area of our lives, but make us truly begin to recognize what an elite human species we are and how essential it is to treat ourselves that way. Welcome, Tony, to Mindset Playbook. Larry, thank you so much for having me on. Well, we're we're all really interested because I don't think there's anyone out there that hasn't found themselves challenged with trying to maximize the optimal performance that their body is capable of. Yeah. You know, we all have a pretty good idea of the importance of diet for our own health, but few figured out what the most common dietary deficiencies are and how to address them. Can you share with us what we should be avoiding? as well as doing to fuel our bodies for success? Larry, absolutely. And I'm excited here. You know, one for, one question I forgot to ask you, do you have water on you at this moment? I do. I am hydrating as we speak. There we go. Hydrate or dihydrate, Larry. That is one of the first things I tell everyone I work with. So talking about the nutritional deficiencies, we are chronically dehydrated as a society here in the United States. Let me just tell oh you that. Golly. That's step one. <laughs> Um, And when I think about it, I'm going to share something with you since we're here on video. For those listening on the podcast, they just get to to hear your reaction, not see it. But um, I've been lucky enough to be 
uh, asked to speak to all different crowds, as you mentioned earlier, working in Major League Baseball. Well, a friend of mine from college, she is a fifth grade teacher. And she said, you want to come talk to our fifth graders? This was during COVID. Everyone was in the Zoom fatigue. And I was like, how am I going to keep a fifth grader's attention? So, Larry, on my desk, I have three jars of pee. Um, (laughs) And when I said that, those fifth graders looked right at me like, what is this guy talking about? Uh, It is not urine. So let's just be clear about that. Okay. Uh, We have water. So clear like water. We have a light like lemonade and a dark like apple juice, or this one is actually a Diet Coke. So when we talk about hydration, how we are chronically dehydrated, we actually want our urine to look like lemonade. Why? If it looks like water, which we'll talk about in a moment, you are actually not having enough electrolytes. And if it looks something like this Diet Coke here I have in this this jar, it means you're definitely not getting enough water. So the importance of it, many business leaders, uh, even athletes, when we want to improve our performance, hydration can be the one key factor that can boost our performance by 7 to 10%. So what does that mean? I want you to think if you're someone trying to run a business and you have to manage people or you're working with a client and you're at 90%. I don't know about you, Larry, but I never want to be at 90%. We we're just talking about cars earlier. If your car was only at running at 90% capacity, you probably want to, if I told you how to just add a little water or add this oil, you'd be like, oh man, I'm going to do that to get 10% more out of my car. Would you? Would you agree? I definitely agree. It's like going to a heart surgeon and he only loses 10% of his patients. <laughs> we don't want that, right? Oh, no, I would not, go to a different heart surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking about that, right? Like 60% of our body is water. So that means we need it for everything we do. And we find so many people on both sides of the spectrum. So being that clear urine, I was mentioning earlier, so many people think like, oh, well, if it's clear, it looks like water, should be fine. Well, unfortunately, that means we're not getting enough sodium, potassium, magnesium, and chloride, which are the four electrolytes we find in our sweat and in our body that helps with muscle contraction. It helps with brain fog and avoiding it. So when we think about that, that clear urine, there was someone I worked with, they were getting full body cramps, Larry. And Mm -hmm. we found out that it was because they weren't getting enough of those electrolytes. So their body cramps stopped when we started introducing electrolytes. So those electrolytes, again, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and chloride, and in that order. And I state that because sodium we know comes from salt. So I always like to recommend a whole food diet, not the grocery store, trying to get as many whole foods as possible. And if you do eat processed foods, uh, we can talk about a carb to fiber ratio if you want to talk about it. But when we talk about processed foods, they typically contain sodium, that salt piece. But if if you eat a whole food diet, you typically don't get that much salt. So if you have clear urine, you can either add salt to your food or drink an electrolyte rich beverage, which will help absorb the water in your body and keep it there. So I want you to think of those electrolytes as a sponge in your body to absorb that water in there. Then on the other end of the spectrum, Larry, let's talk about that dark urine I shared with you that looked Mm. almost like Diet Coke. I once had an athlete and I thought I made it to the peak of my career because he said, hey, Tony, come look at this urinal. And I was like, all right, let's go see what's in this athlete's (laughs) urinal. And I've been accepted. Yeah, <laughs> he let me in uh, and I go look and I'm like, this guy's going to be hydrated. It's going to look like lemonade. And it looked like that dark Guinness. Diet oh. Coke. And I was like, oh man, dude, you're a professional baseball player. What did you do yesterday? He's like, wow. well, I decided to, to have a couple beers with the boys at the golf course and have a couple shots of whiskey. And I was like, you know, you're pitching today. He's like, yeah, but whatever. Well, all of a sudden his headache started. Um, he felt terrible. He actually went to go pitch the first inning. And he gave up 10 runs and they had to pull him right at that time because he couldn't last any longer because he had Uh. headaches, nausea, dizziness, all the signs of dehydration. So 
we did try to give him electrolyte rich beverages and, and rehydrate him as much as possible. But by the time his urine actually came out, we only had an hour till game time. So he had to throw his uh-huh. first pitch. So we had no time to actually rehydrate him. So how does this translate to the business world? If you're someone who's chronically dehydrated, nausea, dizziness, all those things coming in are most likely not going to help you. So you don't want to be overhydrated because it could cause cramping. And that same thing, I want you to think of your brain in a water jug. It may not feel well. You're not thinking clearly. And the other side of the spectrum is that nausea, that dizziness, just not feeling at the top of your game. So as as we started hydrate or dehydrate, Larry, want to make sure that most people don't think about hydration, right? So an easy way for for those people listening in to, to actually calculate your own hydration needs is you take half your body weight in ounces, right? So if you're someone who weighs 200 pounds, you should be having about 100 ounces of water a day. But that doesn't take into account any of the physical activity you do, Larry. So if you are someone who does any sort of physical activity, you should actually weigh yourself before an activity and after your activity for three times. So I've seen people who have dropped one pound. I've seen people gain a pound. I worked with a marathon runner who dropped 10 pounds in one of their running sessions. Mm -hmm. So when you drop 10 pounds, you need to have 24 ounces of water for every pound lost. This person did not drink 240 ounces. We used other hydration uh, remedies and things of that nature to get them there. But I think so many of us just don't drink enough water. That's the first nutritional deficiency. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're typically motivated by needs, by uh, desire, by um, I feel hungry. You know, I'm thirsty, and and. What I am finding out that I need to drink water whether I'm thirsty or not. Now, I know that's not profound, but it's it's also not easy because it's it just seems like, you know, I'm just going through the motions. And another thing that you just, a myth that you just broke for me, and I don't know if anybody else has it, um, it was, you know, you're drinking enough water when your urine is clear. When it's light like lemonade. But well, yeah. But I I I had heard clear. Gotcha. Now, okay. This, Sorry. Th- this is what's so amazing about our brain is once we get little information in there, whether it's right or not, it becomes an unconscious guide. So I'll drink enough water, and then my urine's. Not, I apologize for anyone who's offended. If you don't urinate, then you're probably not listening to this anyway. <laughs> If you are, uh, then aliens have arrived. Um, but that being said, uh, what did that used to be something that you were, you know, did you ever be, were you ever aware of that or is this a bunch of garbage I picked up along the way? Do you have guests you'd like Larry to interview or questions you'd like him to ask? You now have the opportunity to make us even better please go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and join us today. Looking forward to having you be a part of this great adventure. Larry, I used to think the same thing. I used to think clear urine was the way to go. And I, I used to, right? It wasn't until I started working with these athletes, right? Because when I went to school for nutrition, so I got my master's in nutrition down in Miami, Florida. And we were taught about medical nutrition therapy. So we're talking about people in the hospital. So we're talking about acute changes in hydration. How do I apply what I learned about someone in the hospital to someone who's an elite performer? Mm. And that's Mm. where we get a better understanding. So I was just learning different things about how the body works. 
And I didn't understand how it worked with elite performers until I got to work with them and understand, mm-hmm. right? Because even going to your point, I, when I was at the University of Florida, I worked with swimmers. I wasn't checking their pee because they were peeing in the pool. <laughs> and not uh, only right. that, they were yeah. waterlogged, right? Because they already had enough water. They couldn't take a break from their swim to go take a pump of water because they would their coach would have them doing swims back and forth. But I used to think until I understood when I saw these people cramping, right? There was even a, yeah. a CEO I worked with. He was at the golf course. And the reason he came out to me, as you said, with needs is because he couldn't hold the golf club because he cramped up completely. So for him, it was just he didn't have enough hydration or or electrolytes. But the clear urine is something I didn't understand. I thought, oh, it looked like water. I should be doing really well. But then I would continue being thirsty. I would continue having those headaches. And it wasn't until I understood how the electrolytes played a key role and -hmm. how that becomes excreted in our urine that I understood that. Because a a great analogy I also like to use if you want to think about how much water and how to space it out, Larry, um, I don't know what your affinity is towards sports, but have you ever watched the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So at the end of the game, what do they do to the winning coach? They pour all that Gatorade <laughs> over their head. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, the coach can sometimes duck it. So sometimes the coach doesn't get completely right. consumed. Now, if the team were able to strap the coach down to the seat and everyone on the team got a cup of water like this and was able to dump it on the coach's head, that coach would 100% be soaked in, in that Gatorade, correct? Correct. So that's why we want to drink water throughout the day and not just take a big lug of, of the big Gatorade bottle as quickly as possible because you're missing out and it's causing that urine. That's why it's coming out clear because you're not absorbing it. You're just peeing it out. But again, I didn't oh. know that either, right? I Again, these are things. I once had a friend call me out. He's like, no way, Tony, you're lying to me. So then he goes on PubMed research, looking up NIH, and he's like, Tony, you're right. And I'm like, why would I lie? What would I benefit from telling someone so, to drink water throughout the day? So, so, so Tony, is is part of the ability to absorb um, or the lack of the ability to absorb for you have low sodium? Correct, low sodium. And if we think about people who have high blood pressure, we remember they put them on a high potassium pill. Right. Mm. So that potassium helps attach the sodium to clear it out and it causes the diuretic or makes you urinate. Right. So Mm. that's why that sodium helps with that water retention. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it is in speaking of sodium, are all sodiums alike? I mean, because there's sea salts and there's all different types of of ways to get salt from potato chips, which we all know is. Delicious. One of the worst ways you can get it because it's fried and everything else. But, but what what do you have any recommendations on what kind of salt we should maximizes our opportunity to be as high performers as we can? So when we look at salt one to one, we're talking about the pink salts. So the reason iodine salt was made at the beginning is because there was an iodine deficiency in the United States, okay. and they found the easiest way to get people to eat the iodine was to add it to salt. So okay. there's a reason for it right? If we didn't have that iodine deficiency, we wouldn't have to add it. So I would say iodine salt is a great option because we obviously had a deficiency in it. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, when we think about those different salts at the moment, the research shows that there is nothing that is better with the pink Himalayan sea salt. So honestly, uh-huh. just regular table sea salt is what you need. Any kind of sea salt? Any, or any kind of salt? that you like, that you use, will give you the same effect. It's all been shown to hydrate the same. There's not one that is better at this moment from longevity purpose or even hydration purposes. And I say at the moment because research is always coming out. I never give definitives when it comes to nutrition that are black and white. 
because I want to make sure I stay up with the current research and give, if something comes out, I want to know about it and, and put it into practice. However, so at this make, moment, yeah. Yeah. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying, did you say any kind of salt or any kind of sea salt? Any kind of salts. Any kind of salt. Any kind of okay. salt. Okay. Yes. I got you. Yes. All right. So that the rest of it's marketing then. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Myth busted. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, I won't have any salt sponsors probably now. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I can't promote that because it's not any better than any other kind of salt. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. There's actually a lot of salt supplements out there for people mm-hmm. who are doing hard trainings and uh, someone actually took a salt supplement and it had something called Osterine, which is a testosterone supplement. And they didn't know it because they were putting it into salt. So I would just say, if you are going to take a salt supplement, make sure it is third-party certified, meaning someone is testing it for, for any banned substances, because I don't think you want to be adding salt to anything, Larry, and just getting a testosterone boost. At least I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we've covered the, the element of the importance of hydration and having the four electrolytes as a part of that. So, you know, is it, is there any value um, when I'm out playing golf or I have those uh, zoomy tabs that I'll put into my water when I'm playing pickleball? Um, Is there any value to that? So zoomies tabs, that one I'm unaware of. I'm looking it up right now. Zoomy tabs. I know the noon tabs. I haven't heard the zoomies. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Ah, okay. Perfect. I I was like, that's a new one. Yeah. I have a tendency to rename things. <laughs> I like it, Larry. The new yeah. tablets apps are now we're on the same page. There we go. Tablets are definitely worth it for what you're doing, especially now that okay. summer's coming along. Okay. Those okay. have the correct ratio of electrolytes. And I mentioned that because, and thank you for bringing it back. There's a couple beverages out there. Um, one of them being coconut water because people are trying to stick to natural. As I said earlier, I love whole foods and people say, well, I think coconut water is pretty hydrating. Unfortunately, Another myth busted here, Larry. Coconut water is very high in potassium. And as we said a moment ago, when someone has high blood pressure, the way to excrete it is by giving them a high potassium um, pill. So someone Mm -hmm. who's taking coconut water is actually causing a diuretic effect, which is actually causing you to use the bathroom more. That's actually dehydrating you more. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to use Mm -hmm. coconut water, you actually have to add salt to the coconut water. And then there's two other sports beverages out there right now. One of them is called Body Armor and the other one is called um, Prime. That is also very high in potassium and low in sodium. And the reason I bring that up is because they're getting a big marketing as a sports beverage, but they should not because they are very high in potassium and low in sodium, meaning that even if a team is sponsored by them, the the sports dietitian, the food service staff have to open each bottle, drop salt in and reclose the bottle because it's actually dehydrating the players. And even if you were to go out on your, on the golf course or have it, I would say noon it up, use the noons because that's, what's going to help you keep the hydration. in. so I love that, Larry. What about Gatorade? Ah, one of my favorites uh, to discuss. Okay. Uh, reason being is because there is Gatorade, there is G2 and G0. Um, and Powerade has Powerade and Powerade Zero. The reason I okay. like them is because Gatorade is actually 7% of its solution is the sugar or sucrose or dextrose that's in it. And that helps you absorb it because you have a pathway in your gut that helps that water get absorbed. However, because people who drink Gatorade should be, if you're doing over 90 minutes of continuous physical activity, anything under that, you don't need the full sugar Gatorade or Powerade sports drink. If mm. you're doing anything that is between 
60 minutes to 30 minutes, that's when you can have that G2 or that Gatorade 2. So it's called G2 because 2% of the solution is that carbohydrate, which will again help the absorption rate. And finally, G0 means it has no sugar in it, but it does have the electrolytes. And that's for any sort of uh, sedentary activity that you may be doing or any workout that's under 30 minutes that you're not going uh, very hard at that will help absorb the water. So in your case, for someone playing pickleball, that's when I lead more towards a G2. Someone who's playing golf, that's more of the G0 side I would lean towards. Now, if you're someone who's going for a 90-minute run, that's when I'd go to that Gatorade. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very nice. Now, all right. So I think we all know the value of uh, water. Hopefully. We can certainly go, we can certainly go without food longer than we can go without water. I think most people are aware of that. Um, but you know, you tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, you you were you say you were overweight when you were younger, right? Um, and and we know that there's a small percentage where you can say, well, it's genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Was that a, was that the diet you were on um, or, you know, and, and as a result, how did you go about uh, getting that off and sustaining it? So we're, we're going to get to know each other a lot better now, Larry. So okay. when I was 13 years old, uh, the story begins there. <clears throat> I went okay. to a urologist with my mother. I was 13 okay. year old boy. You got to imagine the urologist is also a female. The urologist says, Tony, pull your pants down. And I was like, oh, God, talk about embarrassment. And everything oh, ever coming. So she compared what well, what I have in my testicles to what looks like different size Mardi Gras beads. And I now have to state that because someone said, wait, they look like the actual small Mardi Gras beads. You probably had a problem. They did not look like the very small ones. Remember, Mardi Gras beads come in different shapes and sizes. And that's what it looked like she was using to analyze it. She said everything was normal. I had something called gynecomastia, which is pretty much just man boobs because I was overweight. I weighed about 250 oh. pounds. I was an offensive lineman in football. And this urologist said I had two options at that time. How tall are you, Tony? I am 5'11". And, and and then at 13, oh, you were 5'11". You were I, I wish I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have looked better. <laughs> uh, I was probably okay. in the five-foot range, early five feet. Yeah, yeah. And 250 pounds. And at 13 years old, the urologist said you can either do testosterone replacement therapy or plastic surgery. I took neither oh. of those two options, Larry. I, I decided oh. there's got to be something else. So I was a football offensive lineman in high school. And as I mentioned, and you mentioned in the intro, I had a friend that gave me a bodybuilding meal plan and a bodybuilding workout plan, lost the weight at the end of high school, went to college. And unfortunately, pizza, beer, and tacos tasted way better than any meal plan I had done. So then I tried every diet that was popular at the time. So it was Atkins, the South Beach diet. I tried hydroxycut, the popular quote unquote fat loss supplement. There was my girlfriend, she's not my wife at the time. She was taking this ballerina skinny tea that was made for women and weight loss. I was like, why does this only work for women? Well, it was just a laxative. Uh, I tried every protein powder, every supplement that I would hear at the gym, just trying to really figure it out. It wasn't until I broke my foot dancing after getting my degree in biology and chemistry on a Halloween (laughs) night that I said, something's got to change. This isn't it. And I saw that there was a degree in nutrition. And I was like, how the heck, what is this? I thought you could just work at a gym and you get a degree in nutrition. Well, there's so much more to the human body than what is perceived, especially now on social media. So I sat for my first class, knew I absolutely loved it, Larry. And then mm. the reason I worked with these high performers is because we see them promoting things such as dairy. They pro- uh, promote things such as carbohydrates and Wheaties. And these are the things we're told to stay away from. 
And I was like, what is the secret? Are they doing steroids? Are they doing some sort of supplement? What's the yeah. secret behind uh, the, the the proverbial, uh, oh my gosh, Tony, blanking out. If you're thinking of a play behind the drapes, behind the curtains, that's the uh, word I'm oh, looking yeah. for. Okay. So what I saw, they had a great, those that were successful had a great relationship with food. They knew how to utilize it for their performance and mm-hmm. how to utilize it for what they were doing in a sense. Were they just sitting and studying all day? Or are they actually going to perform and swim 20 laps or play a round of golf? What were some of these things they were doing? And then once they got that nutritional foundation piece down, that's when we could start talking about supplements, right? Mm -hmm. So when I saw that change and that reframe of instead of having to count every calorie and be obsessed, hyper obsessed with everything I I was eating because of my body dysmorphia, because of uh, the disordered eating I had, I saw this reframe of them trying to be their best and perform at their best using Mm -hmm. the foods they had. I had never seen that because the way it's Mm. been promoted is using food to lose weight. If you're not losing weight, you're not doing the right thing. Mm. And this was the first time I saw food isn't about losing weight or gaining weight. It's about performing at your best. And the way Mm. you feel your body is how you can do that. And Mm. I was so mind blown. And then when I went from those collegiate athletes who were going to the Olympics to work with these pro all-stars and now working with leaders, they want to be the best they can be almost the role model or leader in their life. And sometimes they've been putting their wealth before their health and they neglect Mm -hmm. it. And my role is just to step in and be like, hey, here are the things that actually work from a nutrition standpoint, not just hydrate or dihydrate, but you should be having carbohydrates because that's your body's fuel source. You should be having protein because that's what helps repair the muscles. And as we age, muscle is so important when talking about longevity. Yes, you should be having fats because that's what helps with testosterone and other sex hormones that are very important for our longevity reasons, right? And even our current lifestyle, because so many times we're getting pushed to take these TRTs, testosterone replacement therapies, or take these powders, these potions, these pills, versus just focusing on sleep, stress management, exercise, and nutrition. Hmm. Wow. You know, you you brought up something that's, that's um, <clears throat> we're kindred spirits on. And in my business, which is more the mental game, um, there's two drivers that cause us to be motivated. And 95% of people are motivated by the first one, which is uh, fear. And, and it can be very subtle because a lot of people go, no, I'm not motivated by fear. And I say, well, why'd you show up for that meeting today at work? Um, was it because you couldn't wait for the information and sit there and absorb all the insights your leader was giving you? Or were you there so you weren't disrespected by not showing up? And fear is simply afraid to lose something. And one of the great motivators that'll get people to change their diet is when the doctor says you'll die if you don't. And what I hear you saying is, and this is where really true motivation, as far as if you're interested in results, because 95% of people motivate themselves by fear and are able to utilize less than 10% of their actual potential. And when, by the way, when you motivate someone by value or motivate yourself is what you're talking about. It's not now 95% of your potential. It's actually the infinity symbol because there is no limit other than what you place on yourself mentally. And so I hear you talking about, wow, man, you know, you could use this to fuel for high performance. 
And you're, you're, it, you just really struck it with me that you're looking at it from a totally different perspective. And in, unless we do, it's just another thing, Tony, that will try. And try implies doubt. Doubt leads to hesitation. Hesitation leads to failure because we already know what happens when we try. And so I'm, that's why I think you're so refreshing. I think you do need to get a little more energy and, you know, a little more excitement when you're sharing. Um, but out, <laughs> oh, but outside you. of that, <laughs> you, you have an infectious attitude and personality. And, I, and I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you for that. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing is, is we, we, we try to do this within about 30 minutes. Yeah. And uh, it seems like it just has flown by. A lot of people are sitting out there and they've they recognized what you've shared about the importance of rethinking this whole hydration element <laughs> and they and the making sure they're getting those four essential electrolytes. Um, also, you started to talk a little bit about diet, but what I'd like to do is le- let you kind of close things out a little bit with what would you like people to take away from from all of the efforts, energies, and works that you've done with with not only business leaders and individuals, but high-performance athletes, and then how they can go about connecting with you, get a hold of you, uh, should they want to continue this dialogue and, and get more specific on what they themselves can be doing or their company? Absolutely. So, Larry, again, thank you for having me on. I wish I talked more about carbohydrates, but now everyone's going to remember me as hydrator or and that's okay. So the biggest takeaway I would love people to know is don't let culture be your obstacle, let culture be your asset. And I state that because so many people, when they go into these diets, they do nutrition as a Hail Mary versus a first down. So what do I mean by that? And how do those two connect? So we talk about a Hail Mary, that's a throwing a pass all the way down, hoping that someone catches it. So we hear about a new diet, whether it's fasting, keto, or a new supplement. We try to do it right from the beginning, just throw that first play out. No one ever does that in football or any sport. No one's going to try to go all out on that first play. They're trying to understand the other team. So what's the perspective, as you just mentioned? So instead of trying to do something all at once, try to do it in little steps, Mm -hmm. right? And using that culture. So I say that because I've worked with CEO. He's Italian. He loves pizza. He loves pasta. He's from New York. And he thought I had to cut it out. And I was like, who told you that? Well, that's because what I heard. And I'm like, heard from who? What perspective? What if we were able to bring those foods and have you perform at your best? And when he went back to New York, after traveling for months and months on end, he went back to New York and he had his pizza, he had his pasta, and he had a normal portion size. He didn't feel like he had to binge or eat as much as possible and have that lethargic feeling afterwards. So I think the take home message is don't try to do everything at once. Number two, make sure you're including the foods you like in order to make it sustainable. And those are the two biggest areas or pitfalls I definitely see that also include maybe an all or nothing mindset. But those two right there are the two I'd really mention, which is really just taking things step by step to ensure that you're doing it the right way and, and talking about that perspective and including the foods you love instead of trying to restrict them. Mm. And uh, in order to find out more about me, you can go to nutritionfp.com backslash mindset playbook. There is three things at the bottom of that page. One, you will find a wellness check-in. So it is a 10-question assessment that you can grade your own assessment on on how your wellness and health is. 
The second thing on there is a 30-day habit tracker, which will be able to help you change your habits within 30 days in regards to nutrition. And it's something I give to my clients. There's also a video attached to it. And the third thing on there is if they feel like they want to talk and have more of this dialogue, right at the end, there is a form to fill out where we can have a conversation, an energy and diet audit to ensure they are performing at their highest level and not just on a hydration perspective. So that is at uh, nutritionfp.com backslash mindset playbook. And just a reminder, Larry, I was there. I was the former fat kid. I had a completely different perspective. And it wasn't until I worked with those elite athletes was I able to take myself out of what I thought success was from nutrition Mm. and take everything I had learned from the science and apply it in real life and Mm. use it for sustainable habits. And the Mm. thing is, so many of us go the opposite route where we just take what we've learned and not looked at a different perspective. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, I'll never look at my color of my ear in the same way again. <laughs> good. <laughs> Every time you go to the bathroom, you'll think of me. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But <laughs> uh, well, it's it's been you've been delightful, and uh, I know that our audience feels the same way. Um, it's always refreshing for all of us to be able to kind of rethink our own thinking. And you know, they say the first step to any kind of change is awareness. Um, and I like your approach. I really appreciate the the ability to look at it from a real positive outlook. And that is, how do I maximize this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity called life that I've been given and um, not get caught up in the culture of, of fads and, and what's really going to work? I mean... Golly gee wizards, if you've been around at all, you're going to get a little skeptical that, yes. oh, we got the answer. <laughs> and um, so <laughs> I always tell I, people I, if I had the million dollar meal plan or the million dollar uh, spot reducing thing, I'd probably be on an island sipping a pina colada because by now I'd be a billionaire. That just doesn't exist. And, and <laughs> you should be skeptical if you hear anything like that, Larry. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, it's it's been a delight, Tony. I thank you for your time. And um to all of you out there, you know, I guess it would be all of you in there because we're in your head. That's where we're listening takes place. And you had a lot of choices. And I want to share with you on behalf of Tony and myself, how grateful we are that you chose to listen to us. Um, I think anytime you have the opportunity to listen to anyone who's got your best interest at heart, you want to go ahead and do that. And always be skeptical to the information you're receiving, but don't push back on it. Just because it may sound a little different or maybe a little different approach, it doesn't mean that it's it's not the right avenue to take. And so whatever you find yourself involved in right now or wherever you may be, remember you are exactly where you need to be in life at this moment. And in order to maximize your opportunity from a mental and health perspective, It's simply asking yourself, am I making the right choice right now? And if you're not sure what the right choice is, make sure you connect with Tony because uh, he has your best interest at heart. And I'm sure you could find, you know, you pick that up just by listening to him. And um, and be good to yourself. There's the only you you have. And wherever you go, you're always going to be there. So, you know, find the best in every situation. Again, Tony, thank you for your time. And um, to all of you out there, make it a wonderful moment and watch what happens to the next moment. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.
Take care. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we ask that you please subscribe and share with your friends and associates. Quick question for you. What is the future of work and how important is our mindset to our success in the future of work and how great our jobs can be now? Join Larry where he has Greg Martin discuss not only the future of work, but how AI plays into it, working from home, and getting the love back in it through understanding work-life balance.